Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like me, one simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating also makes this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that'll make this type of abuse worse. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma, and Rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need real support, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org. We'd love to see you in a session today. Jane Gilmore is back on today's episode talking about how the media portrays abuse. Uh, this episode kind of makes me a little bit sick because my dear friend, Leah Moses, her son was murdered by his father, like I talked about last week. And I did this interview before that happened. And there's a section in this episode where I say, hey, everybody look for headlines of where this happens, where they don't clearly describe the perpetrator of murder as an abuser and put examples in the comments. When Leah's son was murdered, uh, for a brief time, she asked me to help her with media stuff. So I reached out to the media to try and correct the record. And they did not listen to me. And they did not believe me. And so then one of them actually asked me to be on the news and then decided that it was not going to be ethical, quote unquote, because it, it couldn't be proven with court documents that she was abused. And so then they told me that, that they didn't want me anymore. And they ran a awful, awful, awful news story about how it was both of their faults. It was a high conflict divorce sort of thing. And I thought, like, wasn't him murdering ohm like the proof it was so frustrating anyway so later in this episode I say like won't it be fun to gather up examples of this from all over not realizing when I said that that I would have personal experience with this like it hurt Leah so much to not only have the court not believe her for 14 years but then have the media get it wrong and I thought oh we can just correct the record with the media. And I tried. And it didn't, I mean, there were a few news outlets who did do a good job, but like, and I'm hoping by the time this airs, which I don't know when this will air, and I don't know what's happened in between this and when it airs, because um, I schedule stuff really far out on this podcast so that everything's organized. We can always post every Tuesday and we have a system, right? So I don't exactly know what's happened since I put this in the queue. Um, 
But if you do, please go write it in the comments. Like if something else occurred, I, I, it just makes me sick. And it was so hard. So to hear my own self say, oh, won't this be fun? Uh, was it actually it triggered myself this week. Um, because I'm editing this and queuing it up only a week after Ohm's death. So anyway. Um, yeah, it's awful. If you follow us on Instagram um, or on TikTok, Jane actually put the phone number of the news desk of some of those outlets that, that ran the totally offensive pieces and said, hey, call them and say this was so offensive. If you still want to do that on Instagram, we are at btr.org underscore. TikTok, we're at btr.org. Facebook, we are at btr.org. But if you search betrayal, trauma, recovery, you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can find it there. I'm so grateful for our online community who did try to set the record straight. It was very, very traumatizing and very, very hard. So Jane and I wrapped it up today with talking about how difficult it is. And then I said, it would be fun, I said, to find all these terrible headlines and put them all in one spot. And uh, now I know that I should have known. I should have known this before, but apparently I didn't, that there are real victims behind those headlines who see those headlines and they hurt them very much. And it's just an extension of the abuse. So, uh, no, I don't think it's fun. And I apologize for saying that. Um, there wasn't really any way to edit it out. And so I take accountability for saying it and, and apologize in advance. So now to our conversation. A lot of women have seen like sleeping with the enemy or safe haven. So they, they think like this is what abuse looks like, right? He's going to be screaming in her face. He's going to be spitting. He's going to be punching walls. He's going to be locking her in her bedroom, things like that. Why do you think we don't see depictions of emotional and psychological abuse often in the media? And I also have kind of noticed that sometimes it's more depicted by women, like in Gone Girl. Yeah. It's, again, it's that firstly trying to make women responsible for the things that men do and to hide men's violence, right? Remember that most of the media is controlled by men. So they're not going to be able to show these things from a woman's point of view because firstly, they don't understand it. And secondly, they don't really want to. It's not like there's a huge crew of powerful white men in the media in any country in the world going, let's make women really, really aware of the manipulations that men do to keep them under control. And again, this is not deliberate or conscious or planned out. A lot of it just happens subconsciously, but let's make women feel responsible. Let's make them be the ones that are trying really hard. So some of the things that we don't talk about when we're looking at media about abusive relationships is it's it's really easy to make it physical oh if yeah if he punches you in the face then okay that's obvious that's violence so they don't show the sort of things that are really corrosive but not obvious i remember talking to a woman once who told me that her husband could just look at her and she would be so overcome by fear and insecurity. And she said, I would just, I couldn't think straight. 
because all he would do would just look at me because once a year or so, he would terrify her. He would do something so terrifying that just wouldn't know what to do. And then for the rest of that year, all he'd have to do to remind her of that, to put her back into that space of terror was just give her that look. And what do you do? Do you go to the police and say, well, he looked at me? Like, right. that's ridiculous, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that's what's really difficult for women in abusive relationships in like court cases, for example, when they're trying to say, look at these messages he's sending me. They're so abusive. And the court looks at them and they're like, what are you talking about? To outsiders, it seems like just normal, but it's not. Yeah. I'll never forget that woman and, and just that, what could I do? Because the rest of the time he seemed certainly to outsiders, he seemed like a good guy. And had he killed her, and I honestly wouldn't have surprised me if he had eventually, journalists would have gone to his friends afterwards and said, what was he like? And they all would have said he was such a good guy. And then the journalists would have reported it that way. But this was a man who was terrorizing his wife, almost never hurting her, physically hurting her, just making sure that she was always aware that he was the one in charge, that she had to obey him and placate him and be wary of him and be stepping around his feelings all the time and be looking after him and he would just sit back and not have to do anything and then eventually you know slowly 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 she might start to forget a little bit and so just like I said once every year or two he would remind her and again that reminder didn't always have to be physical violence it could just be standing over her intimidating her making her feel small and helpless and powerless like she couldn't do anything like she couldn't think straight like she couldn't have any choice at all that she was just completely helpless and he would make her feel that way just every now and again and then just gently remind her and it was so hard for her to explain to anyone what he was doing or why she was so miserable or why she couldn't leave because it wasn't obvious and also, I think in some ways, like I'm, I'm not here to make a lot of excuses for the media, but that kind of manipulation is hard to show in a one and a half hour movie because it builds up over time and it's about how it starts and then it stops and then he's sweet and then he's cold and then he disappears and then you know he's lying, but all you've got is a gut feeling and you're not sure what to do with it. And that constant back and forth and back and forth and always exhausting, unsettling weirdness is hard to show in a movie. But any woman who's been in that relationship will instantly recognize it. And this is where I think women really have that power of, of being able to talk to each other. Because if I talk to a woman who's in that and I say, you know, that thing like when you wake up at three in the morning and you feel sick and your brain's just spinning, 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 and you're trying to work out what's really going on. Am I crazy that I'm imagining this? Is he right? But I feel like this, but I don't know what to do. And I'm too scared to tell anyone because I'm just going to feel like a fool. And any woman that's been in that relationship will be like, I know that one. Yes, I've done that so many times. It's so familiar because the patterns of abuse are so familiar. So when we start sharing with, sharing it with each other, we can instantly recognize those stories. I think there might be another issue with the media. I actually experience it quite frequently that abuse victims are apparently not experts about abuse. That, that male therapists or male social workers or something, someone male, is an expert. Right. And she just 
think she's an expert because she's talked to all these women or whatever, yada, yada. And they, they're just yakking, but these women don't really understand abuse and they're actually endangering true abuse victims who are apparently some nebulous category of victims out there who aren't us, who aren't actual abuse victims. And I've heard that quite a bit. Can you talk about how the media dismisses that abuse victims are the most expert on abuse? Yeah, and it's based in that idea that that women lie, right? That women can't be trusted. And that just permeates so much of the, the culture. Women lie about abuse. They lie to get custody of their kids. They lie to turn people against him. They lie for all kinds of reasons. And actually... What really goes on, the people who are doing this work, who are there on the front lines say it almost never happens. It's not that it never happens. It does very, very occasionally. But 99% of the time, if a woman tells you she's being abused, she's been hiding it for a long time. She's been afraid to tell somebody for a long time. She's been ashamed to tell somebody for a long time. And when she does finally come out with it, it's a big deal. She's doing it because she's reached the point where she just can't not anymore. But for a long time, she's been hiding it. I think what's happening when the media is depicting that kind of thing is, oh, it's really easy. Like women just make those claims all the time and it's really easy. It is not easy. You talk to any woman who's been in an abusive relationship and she will tell you how hard it is to tell someone else what's going on. It's excruciatingly difficult. And then also, if you think about the options, if, if a woman tells you that that a man is abusing her, you can believe her and be wrong or you can not believe her and be wrong. And if believing her and being wrong just means that you say, I believe you, what do you need? Do you want to talk about it? What help do you need? Like where's the harm in that? But if you don't believe her, if she's finally told you the truth and you say, oh, I don't believe you because he's such a good guy, there's a lot of harm in that. So that that belief that that women would lie about it is like we really saw that um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were the was where I saw that just explode. Yeah, that, that was insane. That belief that she was lying, and I was looking at that, just going, "What do you think she's getting from this?" Yeah, Seriously, look at what's happening to this woman. She is being eviscerated by billions of yeah. people online. For no doing anything into this. They kept saying like she's doing it for like attention or something. I was like, no, she does <laughs> not want to be doing this right now. Nobody wants billions of people coming after you online, right? If you've right. ever been on the, the receiving end of an online storm, it's awful. It's, yeah. so, you know, the, people say, oh, we'll just turn your phone off. Sure. Okay. The thing, thing I would say about that is there are five people in a room right next to you and they're talking about you. Yeah. Walk away. Don't stand there and try and hear what they're saying. It's not good. It's not right. You know it's damaging, but it's human. And as much as you can say, oh, we'll just turn your phone off. Firstly, don't go into, don't participate in the world. Hide yourself from the world. What's going on with that? Why should women have to hide themselves from the world because a man's been abusing them? But secondly, that that idea that that you can that billions of people are saying things about you and you can just say you have the the strength after coming out of an abusive relationship you have the confidence to say well it doesn't matter what people say about me i know who i am now we all know that's what we should say but i think it's asking a lot of a woman who's 
coming out of an abusive relationship to immediately have that kind of strength. Well, and then just be abused by everybody. Yeah. Right. And apparently to, to be believable, it's impossible. So there's yeah. always going to be a reason for not to be believed. Right. Yeah. It's the perfect victim myth. And it's, we're going to keep moving the hoops and we're going to spinning them, keep spinning them. Exactly. We're going to put those hoops on fire. We're going to have five of them and you've got to jump through all five all of, of them. them. Right. And so because Amber Heard's human, she's not perfect. Yeah. Every little thing or even big thing that she's done that wasn't great that, you know, maybe she shouldn't have done. I'm not trying to blame her for anything was was apparently evidence that she wasn't abused. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. And we even had experts, which really, really bothered me come out and say, well, in this case, she's the one that's the abuser. And I, I, did you hear abuse experts saying that? Yeah. That case was so huge and was all over the world. And it always astounded me that the court case in the UK where the judge, not a jury, but a judge did find that he was abusive, sexually Mm -hmm. abusive, emotionally abusive, physically abusive. That one just got dropped completely because, oh, it's been proven in court. No, it wasn't. And also it was proven in court that he was abusive. But again, it was just this. Yeah, there weren't like tons and tons of stuff going on with that. No, that was, that one was kept very, very quiet. And that one disappeared out of the media almost immediately. Oh, he's guilty. Oh, let's not talk about that. Right. But then suddenly we've got all these people saying that she's a liar and it's her fault and he's just a poor victim. Mm-hmm. So that went global. And again, I think it comes back to that idea of, of too many men can see themselves in it too many not all men by any means but too many men know that there have been times when they have not been good to the women in their lives and the way they have blamed her for it and when they have made her responsible for the bad choices they've made and it almost seemed to me sometimes like the people that were defending Johnny Depp were not defending him they were defending themselves mm-hmm not really his fault meant it's not really my fault she's a liar was not necessarily talking about amber heard they were talking about the women who said you did this bad thing oh you're lying you're making it up you're just trying to get attention because apparently having the whole world hate you is the thing that most women want well and no one recognized which was really bothering me how an abuse victim was being abused by everyone abused by the court and so she's she's experiencing these multiple, multiple levels of trauma and extreme trauma. And they're just thinking, oh, it's just her court case rather than like this is torture. And it was deliberate. He chose that. Yeah. To punish her. Yeah. He, they didn't go to court by accident. He chose that. That choice was part of the abuse. Absolutely. And it's really, really, really common for abusive men to use the court process and the police as part of their abuse. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really disturbing. Like when I would say to other so-called abuse experts, like, uh, excuse me, you know, and they'd be like, no, it's obvious that she's the abuser in this case. And I, I just, I don't know. It was very hard, obviously much harder for Amber Heard, clearly. We have a big TikTok following and a big Instagram following, and we did a, a video in support of Amber. And I don't know if we've ever gotten so much 
hate from victims, from listeners, like people who are listening right now to the podcast who were like, no, she's the abuser. And I thought, what? You're having a hard time because people won't believe you and then you won't believe her. You know, it was really interesting. It showed like the just societal misogyny is so thick that that even victims themselves have a hard time seeing through it. And it was also, I think, with with them because they're actors, because they feel so distant from us that that we lost sight of the fact that these are people just because she's successful and rich and beautiful doesn't mean she's not a person. But for, I think for a lot of women, because I was really disturbed by the way a lot of women responded to that as well. And it's, you know, th- that we expect it from men. God, what does that say about men that we've been led to expect that? But it took me by surprise how many women were so angry about her. And I think after a while, I think it was, they couldn't see themselves in her. They couldn't, you know, women who have, as you say, victims of abuse, women who have been abused themselves were saying, no, 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 she's the abuser. And I was trying to work out what it was. She looks like this couldn't happen to her. She looks like she's got power and choices and she could have just walked away. And they forget that 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 kind of abuse can genuinely happen to anyone. And although abusers will often deliberately seek out prey on vulnerable people, they will search for people that they can manipulate, that wealth and, and beauty and youth don't protect you from that. It doesn't mean that you can walk away because those techniques of abuse and the manipulations that an abuser will use to make you feel small and weak and helpless and responsible, they can work on anyone. Some abusers intentionally seek out very powerful women to abuse because they'll take more responsibility. They're they're very capable. They're very able to manage things, right? And so I know of... A, a woman who is an extremely smart, powerful, like awesome pediatrician. And she was targeted by a man who was like, oh, she can support me financially. And she can, because she's so competent, she can basically manage my whole life and groomed her to do that. She didn't realize that that was happening. She thought she was a helpful partner right? Until she recognized what had been happening. So, so to think like, wait a minute, this is a really smart, capable, put together person. She couldn't be an abuse victim. That's just not the case. No. And sometimes those women in some ways can be even more vulnerable because that's not how they think of themselves. So they are always going to think of themselves as, as having power and having choices and being able to do things. So it, this couldn't possibly be happening to me. Therefore, it must be my fault. I need to work harder. I need to do more. I need to manage this. I need to find a solution to this. And so they take on, again, they take on that responsibility. And sometimes those women can be in some ways easier to put in that position because they are so used to being responsible for themselves and even taking on responsibility for other people. I also think not necessarily, I don't want to say it's worse for capable women, but when they go for help, right? When they're like, hey, I'm being abused. They might tell their clergy or a therapist or someone and people are like, whatever. Like you're very direct. You're, you're very, you know, like, like, no, that's, that can't be happening to you because you're not the type of person who would be abused. Just like the media portrays abusers as a certain type of man. They also portray abuse victims in a certain way. And that is not great. I love frozen for this reason because Hans, (laughs) Hans of the Southern Isles, right? He's clearly an abuser. 
but he does not look like it in the beginning. And they've sing that song about eating each other's sandwiches. And also Anna is smart. She's strong. She's capable. And she's still a victim of his abuse. And in the end, it kind of like, then he actually looks evil in real life. It's not a movie. So he's, he's still going to look like Hans of the Southern Isles, right? To everybody else. He's still going to look like that good guy. And it's really, really hard to think if you're used to thinking of yourself as successful and in charge and strong and capable, it is really hard to admit to yourself that you've been manipulated, that you've been abused, that you've, particularly if there's, you know, if there's violence, how could I let this happen? How can I be that person? I can't be that person because that idea of the ideal victim, but I'm not that. So therefore this can't be really happening. And the ideal victim, the perfect victim, again, it's all the spinning hoops on fire in five different directions that you've got to jump through. Nobody is the perfect victim. Nobody is the ideal victim. Nobody is the deserving victim. If somebody is abusing you, they are abusing you. And you don't have to prove that that you're right, that you didn't deserve it. Nobody, nobody deserves to be abused. And nobody is invulnerable to it. So it doesn't say anything about you. It says something about the person who chooses to do that to you, which is where we come back to, you know, full circle to where we were at the beginning of abuse is always a choice. If he's doing this to you, it's because he's choosing to. I just had this thought because we're talking about the media. For listeners today, if you have thought of a movie or a news article or a a TV show or something that shows this example, would you mind going to our website, finding this episode and writing it in the comments? It would kind of be fun to gather up a bunch of examples from all over the world of movies or TV shows or news articles where you've seen the like, oh, he was a good guy and he just went crazy somehow, where where we see these dynamics play out. I, I think it might be fun to, or not fun. Why am I always saying this? Jane, I've got problems. I love talking about abuse. It does not mean I think that abuse is great. Obviously, it's terrible and it's hurting people. Yeah, so, it- fun is not the right word. I did not mean to say that. It would be interesting, I should say, that to have sort of on this post maybe a bank of comments that have your thoughts about what you have observed from the media and how it has affected you. And I think it would also be interesting in those comments, and I will come in and look at them because I would really love to know. We do this with kids sometimes, are talking about tell me TV shows or relationships or movies where you've seen a really, really good relationship a really happy, equal, sharing, respectful, consensual relationship shown in a TV or a movie. Talk about a really good one. I don't know if any of your listeners have seen Gilmore Girls, but one of the ones that came up was Sookie and Jackson as a relationship where you can squabble and you can disagree and you can have all these things, but actually it's equal and fun and kind. But also the ones where where genuine, the the real dynamics of abuse are actually shown because that's really rare. Mm-hmm. And I'd be really interested if somebody's got an example of, of what that looks like, of a TV show or a movie or, or even a book where, where that kind of dynamic, where how it really plays out is actually shown. I'd be really interested in seeing that too. Ones that come to mind just really quickly on Netflix, there's a Lost in Space the new version with Toby Stevens. Okay. They, their relationship seems to be quite healthy to me. I could be wrong. And then a Australian classic, Bluey. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I love Bluey. 
I'm like, like, oh my word, if all children would grow up on Bluey, I think we would be okay. Yeah, look, it, we're really proud of Bluey down here. It's it's something that we feel like it's it's the gift we gave the world. <laughs> well, we appreciate it because my children watch it. And every time I watch it, I just feel so good. I feel so happy. I feel like, oh man, the world is going to be okay when I watch Bluey. So if you, even if you don't have children, listeners, if you're like, I really need a feel good show. Bluey, it's on uh, Disney Plus. Sorry, I am not being paid by them to advertise, but I really, really like it. Like you, I've spent more than a decade working with this kind of stuff, writing about it, researching it, talking to people who've been through it, my own experiences of it. And I guess the thing I, I always try and remind people is that it is it is so hard. It, you know, we say to people all the time, well, you should just leave him. He's abusing you. You should just leave him. And of course that's true, but it's never that easy and that you are not alone, that it really genuinely is that hard. You're not making this up. You're not pretending you're, it really is that hard. And that the reason that we do podcasts like this and all the other things that we do is because we know that. So help is there if you need it and it will get better when you're able to find the strength to get away from it and you can but don't ever let anyone tell you that it's your fault or that this should be simple or why don't you just leave because it's always harder than that it's not impossible and it can be done but don't ever underestimate how difficult it is and and there are people who know that and will understand that and will be able to support you in it it is really hard and getting to safety is just one one small step at a time right yeah and we're here for you and I'm so grateful that Jane came on today and I hope people check out your website janegilmore.com thank you so much for spending the time to talk with us Jane thank you so much for having me on Anne. it was such a great conversation if this podcast was helpful to you please help us reach other women by pushing that follow or subscribe button and giving us a five-star rating thank you for helping get the word out your donations keep this podcast going Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on support the BTR podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there.